Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of What's Going On. I'm Pastor Katie here at First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. And I have a very special guest with me today, uh, Mary Alice Halverson. Welcome. Thank you, Katie. Mm-hmm. So uh, as if you've been watching the podcast for a while, I've had kind of different people on to interview over the last year. We've had people who are in the community uh, that we are involved with in our missions. We've had former youth who've turned uh, clergy themselves, getting to know a little bit about them. We've had members of my family on. And now we're turning our attention to getting to know some of you and the members of our church. And so the first person that I, that I thought to ask was Mary Alice. Uh, she's someone who's been uh, a member here for a very long time, who knows quite a bit about um, our church. And so I thought it would be fun to get to know you a little bit. Well, thank you, Pastor Katie. So Mary Alice, let's just start. When did you join the church, uh, First United Methodist? Well, let's see. We moved here in 1964, and I'm sure joined soon after. Uh, You know, one thing I remember from that time is I think the first Sunday we were here, we sat behind Nita and Andy Thompson, who had four children, three boys and a girl in that order, the same as we did. Oh, wow. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. So you connected right away. Yeah. So. And so you and, and your husband, uh, what, what brought you to Yankton at that okay. time? Okay. Uh, Ken, we had lived in Montana before he, we were here, and Ken came as a surgery resident with Dr. Chester McVeigh. That is why we came and just ended up staying. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and so... Uh, so I, I can't even do the math on how many, I won't, I won't burden you with trying to All do right. that. So what are some of the uh, roles that you have had throughout the life of the church uh, during your time here? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think one of the main things I think of is teaching Sunday school, which probably has, was at least for 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a joy. Um, through the United Methodist Women, um, we have gone to the Human Services Center and put on a party once a month, um, all again for these years until the pandemic came. <laughs> and yeah. changed everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, um, and I was involved in missions committee and education, um, more recently with history. So, um, yeah, it's it's been a great place to make friends and be part of the church. Yeah, so maybe let's talk a little bit more about uh, the history committee, because I think that's maybe one group that the church maybe doesn't know as much about. We kind of see how Sunday school works. People are familiar with that and with our missions committee. Um, But history, you guys are a little bit more, I would say, probably behind the scenes than other groups. Could be. It's, you know, (laughs) interesting that the church is now 160 years old, uh, so it goes way back, and uh, Reverend Ron was especially interested in the Mother Church of the Dakotas, as this particular church had been called, and uh, we celebrated the 150th anniversary 10 years (laughs) ago. Um, I 
think that was maybe when I started with with the history committee. Um, General Beadle, for whom Beadle School is named, was a active person in this church. Oh wow! Uh huh. So that's interesting. And uh, over the years, the building which had been down on Third Street. Um, the church kind of outgrew that and then built the present uh, present structure. That was before I came here, but... Um, so when you came, it, we were already in this location. That's right, though the education building was added <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, not actually this. We're, we're sitting in my office right now, and that was added on much later. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> different, different parts, but... Uh, yeah, and the elevator, that was uh, an add-on and uh, especially helpful in times of funerals. That, uh, yes, because a lot of the older church buildings have a lot of stairs to them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that was a, a benefit. Yes. So one interesting thing I think I had mentioned or heard last week when you visited with uh, Rebecca from Habitat for Humanity um, actually, that started in Yankton in this church. Uh, from here, Jane Gilmore, a couple that's moved to Sioux Falls, and Vivian Van Essen, who was from a different church, were involved in a build at Eagle Butte, where Jimmy Carter was the leading person. And after that had happened and those 24 homes were constructed and we came back to Yankton, um, there was some thought, should we try having Habitat in Yankton? And so the first meeting actually was in the lounge upstairs here. Uh, oh. My husband was um, involved and probably served as 10 years as a volunteer leader. Uh, Martin Mazurik, who is from Sacred Heart Church, was the leading builder, uh, volunteers, including a number from the prison camp, Oh, wow. uh, were um, people who helped with those early habitat days. So um, that was a start, I think, in 1996 that okay. uh, Habitat's been going in Yankton. And I think Rebecca said they're starting now on the 45th home. So that many families have been benefited. Uh, From something that started right here in this church. Yes, so I think, um, you know, probably many people know that and many maybe don't. So, Well, and, and we still have strong connections. The current president uh, for the Yankton Habitat is, is a member of our church, Mary Holsworth. Mm -hmm. um, and then a lot of the people you mentioned are still here and are yes. still active in church and, and probably people we should have on the podcast as well. Sure. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, so that, I mean, I think that makes me even more excited to be a part of that, that build this summer and mm -hmm. to have our whole church be involved because it's something that we've historically been involved with. True. Yeah. And you got to, you got to do a build with, with Jimmy Carter. Mm-hmm. So that was quite special. Yes. Yeah. I don't know that I'd heard of Habitat. I think it was Jane Gilmore who uh, sort of encouraged us to take that on. Her husband was still working at that time, so he was not able to be there. <laughs> but they too have been very active since mm -hmm. with their bike rides and raised a lot of funds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's really, I think that's really neat to kind of learn the, the, not only the history of our church, but how our church has had a history of impacting Yankton. Yes. And our community. Yes. A good, good things to have done. Yeah. Uh-huh. What would you say, um, if you were to describe our church in a few words, what words come to mind for you? Uh, thinking back through your time here, what are things that really stand out to you? So, well... You know, there have been changes. Uh, Yankton is a community where people may live for a period of time and move on so that uh, in the years that we have, that I have lived here, many have come and gone and new new people have come, which, uh, you know, has pluses and minuses that People from other communities have different ideas and that expands what we can do here. Mm-hmm. Um, we miss those who have who have left, but um, I think it's been an evolving church. Um, I was not always a Methodist, but it seems it just seems comfortable to me. <laughs> what what did what were you what, before well, being Methodist? I I uh, grew up as a Presbyterian. Actually, my dad was a Presbyterian pastor. Oh wow! Uh huh. And uh, I lived in Kansas growing up. Went to school in Minnesota, where I met Ken, and he was always a Methodist. So oh. as uh, time went on, we that was the church that we chose. You know, I think that's something that's kind of interesting about Methodist churches and in the various ones that I've been a part of um, is that there's always a good number of people that have come to the Methodist church, Uh that people tend to sort of land here. Uh, I mean, myself included. I grew up Lutheran. Uh My husband grew up Catholic, and we we landed in the Methodist church. And I think that brings, like you said... um, People bring with them kind of their traditions and their the things that they were familiar with, and it sort of flavors our church in a way uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. with this kind of broad um, level of experience, um, which I think benefits us in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, what would you say? So, and I agree with you. I think you've probably had had a fair share of pastors in your time here as well since we we tend to move quite a bit right right i think <coughs> you know um 10 years maybe 14 was as long as anyone has stayed uh, and we've we've been fortunate to have great pastors each with various gifts that, you know no two people are just alike and that that brings variety and uh, yet some continuity. <laughs> yeah. What would you say to someone who maybe in this last year was their first experience with the pastoral change? Um, granted, they had the change of COVID on top of it, but mm-hmm. what would be your advice to someone who's maybe um, experiencing that for the first time as someone who's gone through that change many times? Mm-hmm. Okay, well... Um, we have had women pastors in the past, so maybe not as a lead person, but uh, I think early on there was a thought, uh, wow, are women supposed to be pastors? And I'm sure you have dealt with that, but yet I think we feel very comfortable with you and and with the uh, prior, prior uh, women that have been part of our ministry. 
Um, each uh, pastor, I think, brings their special gifts and interests, and that, that makes for keeping the church alive, I think, a variety. Yeah. Well, one of the ways that I tend to think of it, my first experience uh, when I was in youth ministry and when I was leaving that position to go back to seminary, I had some students that I had connected really well with, and they were very sad that I was going to be leaving them. And one of the things that I remember sharing with them was, you have been blessed in that you and I have had a great connection. But that doesn't mean that I had a great connection with every student. And maybe it's their turn to have someone in leadership that connects with them or brings in people that I couldn't bring in or um, does things that I, I am not very good at doing. And that's, one of the, that's kind of how I've always processed our system is, like you said, every, every leader has their own gifts and what they bring to the table. And you may have really liked a previous person, um, but maybe, maybe it is a chance for other for the new person to connect with new people. And good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I wanted to visit with you about is when I was um, called to this church, and and the introduction had been made, and they sent out the letter. Um, I received in the mail in January still a letter from you welcoming me and and saying that you were going to be praying for me and i've since to learn or to find out that that you actually you're very good about sending out letters and cards and i'd like to hear a little bit more about how that started and 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 why why that's so important for you to do okay well i i feel like it is important to keep in touch with people um you know the new confirmands this week were ones that I had taught in, in second grade, which oh. was kind of special. Yeah. So not all were the same, but yeah, that particular group. Um, I guess I just like to <laughs> like to send cards and be uh, in touch with people. So on average, how many cards would you say that you send in a month? Um, Maybe 15 <laughs> birthdays, so anniversaries, get well, yeah. various, yeah. Well, I just think, you know, more and more, you know, people are kind of moving away from writing things down or uh, sending things in the actual mail, but it's such a wonderful gift to ha to open your mailbox and to see a handwritten note rather than just a bill or something. Yes, right. <laughs> well, and I too like to I enjoy getting communications from yeah. others, yeah. When I was visiting with Sarah uh, Stoddard McManus, she had mentioned you, uh, that she had received a card from you not that long ago, and that it really meant a lot to her as someone who, you know, grew up in this church. She, she said it made her feel still very much connected mm -hmm. uh, to her home church. So, yes, and I, you know, it is a blessing that we have had these young people who have been called to the ministry, and uh, it's great to be able to keep in touch and know what's going on in their lives. So what would you say is, where has God been calling you lately? Um, in in what, what has God been asking you to do um, in your life now, in this chapter? Yeah. And you know, I, I guess I feel a little 
questionable. I, I have enjoyed visiting folks, uh, but that, you know, has not been so possible lately. Right. And uh, I kind of am wondering for myself what God is wishing for me. I'm excited about the New Testament study that's coming up. I received a call from a leader and we are getting together tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow? Yes. Oh, that's so exciting. Yes. So, yeah, so I appreciate that uh, this opportunity has come up for us. Um, yeah, I, I do read scripture in the upper room every day, unless I forget, which <laughs> does happen, but... Uh, I think God is concerned and loving for us all of our lives, yeah. and uh, for which I am grateful. Me too. Mm -hmm. Me too. And I and I do believe that God continues to call us, and con you know, and I love that. Um, yeah, I think part of our calling is to continue to grow in our discipleship and to continue to learn and and uh, invest in each other. And so I'm glad that you're gonna be a part of that book study. Uh -huh. And I hope it's a blessing as you all get together and do that. Yes. Yeah, well, I, you know, the church has provided a lot of friends for us. And uh, I, I am grateful for many, many things about, about the church. It just feels good to be part of it. <laughs> and, 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 probably feels good to be back in person after this last year. Yes, yes. No no masks, uh, hymnals, programs. Yeah, those are good things. <laughs> you kind of never realize how much you sort of take things for granted until this, you can't have them. This is true. <laughs> yes. But again, just part of all of you know the change and, and taking things in stride and remembering that God is faithful in all of it, right? Mm-hmm. So... Again, kind of uh, looking to your wisdom for someone who's maybe new to the faith, and you clearly have been, you've been steeped in faith your whole life. Um, what would you suggest would be ways for people to uh, keep growing or to keep connected with their faith? What are some things that you have done over the years that have really helped you to stay connected with God? Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know, regular scripture reading and church attendance um, I actually have not been a part of an adult Sunday school class, though I have been involved in Bible studies over time. Now, being, being aware of God's presence. So one of the things I did in this last year was to really kind of get people thinking about God's presence. And so in worship every week, I ask people to think through their week and where they've seen God, where's their God moment. Um, do, can you think of a God moment that you've had in the past uh, year that, that is something that maybe because you were starting to pay attention and looking for God that you noticed God's action? Well, partly in, in reading, um, I have you know, been involved with the Methodist reading program and the most recent book I read uh, was about beyond loneliness, but being a friend with God. Um, I think that uh, particular book raised thoughts that yes, God is always with us and mm -hmm. loves us and cares about us. And, um, you know, to have that 
assurance. Hymns have been something that I have uh, enjoyed a lot. I, I play the piano not very well, but I have um, enjoyed going through the Methodist hymnal and playing, playing those songs. Um, what are some of the songs that, that you, you like to, to play or to sing that, that have really meant something to you? Um, well, I think For the Beauty of the Earth, oh, that's the, the Hymn of Promise, which is a newer hymn, um, For All the Saints. Oh, yes. That's uh, one that I have especially enjoyed. Um, yeah, that one uh, actually, so I went to the University of Sioux Falls for mm -hmm. my undergraduate, and when we graduate, instead of singing Pomp and Circumstance or playing that for graduation, they play for all the saints. Is that right? Yeah, okay. and that's where I really was introduced to that hymn. Right. I don't remember knowing it before then. Okay, so whenever I, yeah, whenever I hear that one, it actually makes me think of my college graduation. Okay, neat. Yeah, and those, the other ones you named are so beautiful and kind of have a similar theme along um, the beauty of creation uh, with, uh, for the beauty of the earth and and the hymn of promise talking about how uh, you know we have that seed that that will grow and, and the hope of God that shows mm -hmm. up in creation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think as someone in, lives in South Dakota when we have our long winters you know spring is always a <laughs> time to rejoice yes but I enjoy winter a lot so <laughs> and I'm glad to live where there are four seasons Yes, me too, yeah. me too. Yeah. Although I think some of them could be longer, like spring. Okay, yes. <laughs> you know, we go from the cold of winter to the heat of summer. Yeah, as it we, does come kind of fast As sometimes. we swelter yeah. <laughs> early in June. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, you know, I love, I love the hymns and I love all the music that we do. I, I just, there is something about music that really mm -hmm. can connect a, mm -hmm. a soul to God, for sure. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share or to encourage the people of our church um, who are watching or listening to the podcast? So, well, it's it's great to be part of this church. I'm always happy to meet new people and uh, maintain friendship with folks that uh, I have known over the years. And uh, it's a joy unmasked to see people's whole faces Sunday <laughs> right. mornings. Yes. Yeah, I was excited last Sunday at confirmation to see the great crowd. Of course, I'm sure many were family and friends of the confirmands who weren't necessarily connected to the church, but really nice that they yes. were part of that worship service. Yes, it's and those services are such a blessing to get to witness the young people and and uh, really see them take that faith on for themselves mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and know that they're really just beginning their journey. Yeah. Uh, and a lifelong journey, we hope that it is. True. Um, well, now you all know, if you see Mary Alice in worship or around town, uh, make sure that you go up and say hello and, um, and, uh, and get to know a little bit more about uh, her and, and all of the things that she's been involved with here at the church. 
And we'll be continuing this series and be doing some more interviews. So if there's someone in the church that you would really like me to interview, you can comment on the video. You can let us know. I would love to have any excuse to continue to get to do these. Um, they're such a joy for me to do as well, since in the last year, I didn't get to meet people in the way that I had hoped. Yes. So. And so it's a good opportunity for me as well. Great. One other thing, I, I really like jokes. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> So that, not that I'll necessarily tell you one now, but yes, I might. Okay, uh, I heard this one. Why did the man have three pairs of glasses? And one was for driving, and one was for reading, and one was for looking for the other two pairs. <laughs> so a friend passed that along. Well, if you need a good laugh, you're the one to go to. Thank you so much, Mary Alice, for coming and sharing your story today. Well, thank you for the invitation. Always my pleasure. pleasure. Mm -hmm. And we'll see you all again, hopefully at worship this Sunday. Remember, our services are 9 and 1030. God bless. Thank you for joining us on this episode of What's Going On, a video and audio podcast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. We'd love to have you join us for worship on Sundays, and we have two options available. 9 a.m. is our contemporary service, and 10.30 a.m. is our traditional service. You can find those online as well at our website, www.firstumcyankton.org, or on YouTube.